This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I have Mark Andrews here at number one. I have Kelsey at number two. Buffalo held Mark Andrews to two catches for 15 yards in week four. Uh, so that's why I don't have Kelsey at number one after his four touchdown performance last week. Um, yeah. But I have Ertz at three. Uh, Seattle has been terrible against tight ends. Um, now, let me ask you a question. If, if you yeah. had to choose between Kelsey and Andrews as being your tight end for the season, like who would you rather have? For the whole season, yeah. Like if you had to, if you could choose, like, hey, I have Kelsey for this season or Andrews. Like, who would you rather have? Like right now, after five weeks, I would have to go at this point right now, Travis Kelsey, and and that's just because you know we saw, and you know it's easy to say, oh yeah, he has the upside after he just scored four touchdowns on twenty five yards receiving. You know, it's easy to say he has the upside that way, but I think that's what you have with Patrick Mahomes, a quarterback. Lamar Jackson can throw the ball. Don't get me wrong, but. Travis Kelsey doesn't really put up duds. Sometimes Mark Andrews has duds. And Travis Kelsey is clearly the number one in his offense. Mark Andrews is clearly number one in his offense too. But this is Travis Kelsey being the number one in his offense that is completely, you know, passing game geared. And Mark Andrews being the number one in his offense when it's based a lot around the run. Um, there's a It's like very minute, different things, like nuances separating the two. They're both very good and you can make a case for either of them. But for me personally, I'd go with Travis Kelsey. I get that. I get that. So Zach Erson, number three. And like I mentioned, that matchup is amazing for him. Uh, Dallas got us at four. Tyler Higby, you know, at five, he's going to get his targets like he does every week, you know, against Carolina. It doesn't really matter the matchup, it seems like at this point. David Njoku at number six, he's been extremely solid over the last three weeks. 89 yards receiving, 73 yards receiving, and 88 yards receiving. Um, and that's what you want to see from your tight end. Uh, the yeah. Patriots, you know, they gave up a game, a big game to Mark Andrews. They also ended up shutting TJ Hawkinson down last week. So, like, somewhere <laughs> in between, hopefully David Njoku can do his thing. Uh, but as of right now, he's in every week tight end. Let me ask you this. Would you put David Njoku over Tyler Hippie in a full PPR league? I uh, – not this week, I don't think. Okay. Uh, I'm lo- it's a tough matchup in New England. You know, they've kind of gone both ways with tight ends. But, you know, I look at – you know, David Njoku right now, he's a solid receiver. He's very good. But um, Tyler Higby, I think I, if you talk about full PPR, Tyler Higby's going to be catching passes. And he's just going to be catching passes. And he'll be catching passes after the game's over, you know, from Matthew Stafford, just like Cooper Cup's going to be. So I look at Tyler Higby's matchup as much better than it was last week against Dallas. Carolina is not a very good team. I could see them going up. And t- Tyler Higby, he, look, we talked about how he's not, you know, like this supreme talent. But the volume is there enough that I think, that Tyler Higby is a better play this week than David Njoku. 
And because I said that now, David Njoku is going to go for like three touchdowns. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. Yeah. But I, th- I think that Tyler Higby is a better play this week. I think so. I think he has a, one of the highest floors uh, among these tight ends. Uh, yeah. George Kittle, you know, he is improving super slowly. <laughs> but he, you know, he definitely slowly. he hasn't looked like the same George Kittle this year. No. Right. Since coming back. You know, not looking great. Like three catches. He's averaging 3.7 catches for 33 yards this year. Not looking so good. Are you, like, looking at George Kittle? Like, if you had George Kittle, are you trying to make improvements there? Or are you just hoping that he ends up, you know, finding his way? You have to hope. And I just attribute that completely to the field that you're working with. You're not going to be able to move George Kittle for any guy like Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard. And I don't even consider Tyler Higby in that group of guys that you're confident starting. Outside of that, like we said, it's just a complete crapshoot this season at tight end. So, you know, maybe Let me ask you this. Three- if you had George Kittle, would you add a little bit to that package and maybe trade for Javen Njoku or Tyler Higby? Or are you hoping that Kittle eventually finds that ceiling and ends up being the guy? Yeah, I'd hope that he eventually finds the ceiling and okay. is the guy. I think that George Kittle definitely has it in him. It's just been a weird year so far. Um, you know, the 49ers are off. The 49ers offense is operating under a very similar license as the Cowboys right now, just relying on a defense and they don't have to put up a bunch of uh, scores or yards. So maybe you could contribute. You could say game script to contributing a little bit for George Kittle. I, I like George Kittle still as a player. He's very talented. I, that's why I'm going to keep him on my team. I don't, I don't think the payoff is enough to go after a guy like David Njoku or Tyler Higby, who really aren't that good in their own right. They're just kind of elevated right now because everyone else is down here. And by down here, I mean, okay. you, know, you can't see if you're listening to the podcast right now, but everybody else is so far, so much further below. There's so much uh, disparity between the production outside the top four or five tight ends. Um, I don't think it would be worth it to try and move up from him. I'd just keep him. Taysom Hill is the upside play, right? I have him here at number eight. You know, expect yeah. either a zero or a great game. Um, and if you don't have a good tight end, uh, just play Hill for the upside um, and yeah. he'll be in there in quarterback packages and running back packages in the red zone, especially I think with Jameis still kind of banged up, even if he does end up playing, it's possible that they still use Taysom Hill in some sort of capacity. Um, would you play Taysom Hill or George Kittle this week? Taysom Hill. Both. Taysom Hill. I, okay. I, I would, would you say play Taysom, Taysom Hill. Hill? Because... And, and is he would the highest he would go here is seven in front of George Kittle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and that's the highest I would put it. But I think that Taysom Hill, um, you look at the way these other tight ends are producing, and you think, okay, the only way, way they're going to produce is through the air. Taysom Hill, they're going to use him so many different ways. Like we saw it last week, the ceiling. It's easy to rave about that. You can't expect it every week, but it might, it might not be three touchdowns running and one touchdown passing, but it might be a touchdown running, a touchdown receiving, or a touchdown passing. He's good. He's, he's good for a touchdown in, a lot of games this season. So I think that, you know, that kind of beats out what a lot of competition has to offer. <laughs> yeah, I hear that, man. Uh, we have Pat Frymuth here at number nine. If he can clear concussion protocol, we'll get more reward on that. But just keep in mind that he he, he does have a bit of a concussion history. Um, Gerald Everett is here at 10. He didn't come through last week, but it was, you know, it really was his only week where he didn't come through. Um, so it's yeah. possible that, you know, he could find his footing again. Hayden Hurst, he came through last week. He's at number 11. Uh, and Irv Smith is at number 12. Irv Smith's route participation did go up uh, to 70% this week. So if you're desperate at tight end, he might be available in your leagues. Uh, I think he's a better play this week than he was like a couple weeks ago because he didn't, he wasn't, he wasn't getting that route participation. Um, yeah, right. In order to produce, you have to, you know, be running routes. 
hundred percent. You <laughs> so, do. And yeah. a guy, a guy who was, who has been running a ton of routes and has been getting a full route participation is Evan Ingram. Um, have yeah. him here at 13. And last week was really the first week he kind of came through. He did score touchdowns before, but like this was the first week where he was, you know, really getting targeted. Uh, we'll see if that continues. I doubt it because Christian Kirk still didn't get his targets last week. And I would expect yeah. him to get them first. Um, you know, and then like you really have like the what the hecks like after this, right? It's like Dawson Knox at yeah. 14, followed by Robert Tunyon, Will Disley. And like you mentioned, the the, the matchup. Right against Arizona, you know, if yeah. DK Metcalf is truly locked up in that game, and if they have, uh, you know, if they're double teaming him, it's possible that Disley it does open things up for Disley, especially if Ty Lockett is out in that game. And Geno uh, Smith has yeah. been targeting tight ends. You know, Will Disley's had touchdowns in a few games. Geno Smith likes throwing them, so that's one thing that you don't yep. really see on a stat sheet. But Geno Smith, he's looking early and often for Will Disley. Um, I I think that's you know worth noting. I might put him over Robert Tunyon. Um, okay, if these were my rankings, but yep, they're not. So, <laughs> well, they can be, man. You can have some. You can have some of these rankings if you want. Man, I'll share. Uh, I got no problem. You know what I'm saying? Sure, where, 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 you want, where do you want to put Disley, bro? Where do you want to put him? You want to put him at 15? I I, I put him at 15. It's a very subtle change, you know. But that's he's at 15 that, now. He's at 15 yeah. now. Let it, let it let it be known throughout the land. Let it be. That let it be. He has moved <laughs> one spot above Robert Tunyon in the upper hand fantasy tight end rankings. <laughs> <laughs> Hunter Henry, I have him here uh, at 17. Um, I'm going to put him over Robert Tunyon as well. So the, Robert Tunyon's down at 17. Um, right. Hunter Henry, you know, he can be a pretty good play if John Smith ends up missing again this week. He had a near full route participation last week with John Smith missing. So keep an eye on that. Everybody is practicing for the Patriots on a limited basis. We have no idea who's going to play and who's not. So <laughs> it's anybody's yeah. guess at this point. We have no idea if, if John Smith has a serious injury or not. We have no idea if Damian Harris has a serious injury or not, because they're all going to practice at some 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 in some capacity. Bill Belichick has this down to a science; like he knows what the minimum a player needs to do in order for them to count as as being a limited participant. Um, oh yeah. Cole Komet played last night. Uh, <laughs> did not get targeted very much. I think he had three. No, targets. he did not. No, the he thing did about not. Justin um, Fields throwing. Is you know a lot of people had Cole Komet as like the guy, like oh yeah, he's going to be the guy for Justin Fields when he throws the ball. That hasn't really been the case. Justin Fields been targeting receivers, and that's about it. You know, very limited. And it's amazing because his receivers are trash. Like yeah. outside of Darnell Mooney, like Dante Pettis, <laughs> yeah, Vilas Jones. <laughs> it's kind of hilarious to me that people thought Vilas Jones was going to be good in the NFL. Like, and he yeah. had that bad fumble on the special teams. And listen. Mm. Like when these like older wide receivers come in, like he was only 26 years old coming into the league, it's not going to work out. Okay. Just yeah. want to say that. Yeah, it's, it's also worth noting, you know, you talk about the receivers being really bad. It's like one of the St. Brown brothers. We know a modern St. Brown's very good. So how you got to feel like, how you got to feel if you're, is it Equinamius St. Brown? Yeah. Equinemius, how you yeah. got to feel if you're buried on the depth chart in a team that doesn't pass the ball at all, you know, and your brother's all over I, there. All I Detroit. know, all I know, is that if I'm equanimous, like I am doing whatever I can to like mimic exactly what Amara's training is. Like I'm gonna do yeah. everything the same. I'm gonna try to get there. You know what I'm saying? Because I think they're definitely your brother's doing it. Yeah, I think they're built a little bit differently if you look at him on the field. I just <laughs> no, look true. At the eye test, he's a little bit bigger. Yeah. You know, I don't think that he's quite as fast. But um, you know, I I think that he could have a role in the offense. He should be. Ha- he should have a role over Vilas Jones or whatever. And Dante Pettis, I don't know what the heck that is. He's been a journeyman. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, it's interesting. I'm just looking at that, you know, Justin Fields, hyper-targeting receivers, 
Um, and he might, and this is completely off topic, but with Justin Fields, you know, he's actually looked fantasy relevant the past two weeks. So you might be able to, if, if anybody panic dropped him, you might be able to just like pick him up on the low. Who are we talking about right now? Justin Fields? Just, Justin Fields, yeah. Because a lot of people, yeah. I love how you brought it back to Justin Fields. I know you have him on this roster, but it doesn't, it, it's okay, man. Like it doesn't mean <laughs> that he's going to be good this year. Okay. Hey, no, I'm just I'm I I think I was the one. I think I called him. Was it him or someone else? I think it was Justin Fields that I called uh, this year's Jalen Hurts. Um, obviously, this hasn't been the case so far. But you know, if he could throw it a little bit and look a little bit better, I think that he has the capability to have that similar type of production. It just hasn't shown up yet. He's a little banged up now too. I think. I, I'm a big dude. I'm a fan of Justin Justin Fields, man. I want him to do well. I'm rooting for the guy. I yeah. just feel like he's in a terrible situation right now. And just like looking at him on the field. You know, he's just so sad. You yeah. know, like after every like bad throw or like every like drop pass, or he's just like sad. You know, <laughs> and it's like, and even after the after the game, he's just like, I'm tired of like sucking. You know, that's yeah. basically what he said. You know, well, and I'm tired of coming in last. With, with the thing with Justin Fields, they were talking about on the broadcast last night that like he does this yoga thing where he breathes in and out to like keep himself <laughs> calm, I guess. And they kept they showed that. him on the sideline doing that. It's like, man, it, it, things are really just real right now in Chicago. Um, Seriously, man, like uh, the man has to do yoga on the field and do breath work in order for him to stay calm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing too was funny because if you watch the broadcast last night, they had every time they cut to Justin Fields after a play, he'd be down on the ground, just like that's exactly yeah. like he was just like hurting. You could tell was he terrible. was hurting, man. He was, and after the game, he said, "I'm hurting pretty bad." Yeah. Um, you know, just want to quickly say Cameron Brait, he should be back this week, uh, you know, and then Mo Ali Cox, I have him at number 20. Uh, but Cameron Brait could be a pickup, you know, if you're desperate at tight end because Tom Brady yeah. was targeting him before he got hurt, uh, you know, before the two weeks he got hurt before. So just wanted to bring that up. But that's it. That's all we mm -hmm. got, guys. Um, you know, we'll, you know, just stay up to date with my Instagram stories. I should be going over. If anything pops up over the next day or two, there's not a whole lot of injuries going into this week in terms of like what we know and what we don't know we know for the most part most of the stuff that's happening unless I, unless some guys end up popping up on the injury report today but other than that it's not a whole it's not a big injury week yeah. um so 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 we'll see what happens going into the into the weekend but stay up to date with my instagram upper hand fantasy if you want my full rankings go to patreon.com slash upper hand fantasy and you'll be able to get the full rankings there including flex rankings um that's gonna be going up later today but yeah, I think we're good, guys. Appreciate you. Have a great weekend, and uh, you know, good luck this week. Uh, I'll be going live on Instagram uh, starting at ten thirty a.m. Eastern time, and I'll be going live all the way up until twelve thirty for two hours on my Instagram. So we'll see you guys soon. Take it easy. Peace.